We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are now up to seven different candidates that have been reportedly connected to the Ravens in their offensive coordinator candidate search. Yeah, and there's a very clear common theme among many of them that could be telling us exactly what quality John Harbaugh is searching for and the next man that calls plays for Baltimore's offense. I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Monday, January 23rd, and this is your Morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. So after just 25 days on the job as head football coach at Bethune-Cookman, which is an HBCU, all-time Ravens great Ed Reed announced that the university declined to ratify his contract to officially hire him, which led to widespread reaction and an online outburst from 20 himself. Plus, Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, well, he's got his recruiting hat on again ahead of the offseason free agency in the NFL. More on who he is targeting just ahead. Yeah, we have all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. Okay, Sarah, we both know this. Good portion of the fan base is still basking in the joy of hearing that Greg Roman will no longer be the coordinator calling plays for Lamar and the Ravens offense, but they may even be more fired up to hear the common theme in some of the candidates that John Harbaugh is reportedly interested in interviewing in the coming weeks. Yeah, Bobby, I'll give the names of the first four coaches that the Ravens reportedly put in request to interview, along with some of their most recent roles with their current teams. All right, so first that came out was Zach Robinson. He's most recently been the Rams QB coach and passing game coordinator. The second name that they were reported to be connected with was Chad O'Shea. He was most recently the Browns wide receiver coach and the passing game coordinator. And then here's the third one, Dave Canales. He's most recently been Seattle's quarterback coach and passing game coordinator. And then finally, there was Brian Angelicino. He's been the Vikings tight end coach and passing game coordinator. 
All four of these guys were connected to the Ravens' offensive coordinator vacancy by various NFL reporters, including NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, and then Cleveland.com's Mary Kay Cabot. You know, partner, I'm no investigative detective here, but I can pick up on the common characteristic, and that's the fact that all these guys have extensive experience coordinating past games for past teams. That's exactly where the Ravens struggled, as we know, under the direction of Giro. In the four years with him calling plays, as a matter of fact, Baltimore ranked 27th, 32nd, 14th, and 28th in passing yards per game. Now, he might be one of the brightest minds when it comes to coordinating a run game, and he's certainly deserving of that kind of love and credit. But there was also no shortage of criticism when it came to him developing Lamar and the offensive attack through the air. And Bobby, when we did our instant reaction video after Harbaugh and Eric Dacosta's press conference last Thursday, we commented on how they both said all the right things, but actually implementing it is obviously the next step, and that will be the proof that we need to see. And this is that next step. Now, while these four guys, hearing their names and their and their passing game coordinating experience. That must be music to some fans' ears. But let's not forget, these reports are usually agent-driven. Okay, these agents want to drum up interest in their coaching clients and make them appear very sought after. So we don't know how much or how little Harbs likes these four candidates. And it should also be mentioned that Harbaugh, I mean, if you look at past times he's gone out to get candidates i mean he could very well interview or talk with 30 different candidates yeah especially because sarah as of late afternoon on sunday jeremy fowler also tweeted that former colts head coach frank reich chiefs offensive coordinator eric Bieniemy, and former buccaneers oc byron leftwich are all firmly on the Ravens' radar, he also added that in-house candidates such as T. Martin and James Urban, we've discussed these guys in recent weeks, they could also get a look during this process as well. And Bobby, all of those guys have passing attack backgrounds also. I mean, Reich is a head coaching candidate though, so I don't know how realistic bringing him in would be. And I'm not sure if the enemy would want to leave one team for another if he's not promoted it's just going from one offensive coordinator to the other but he could just like Wink Martindale did and left which I mean he's a former NFL quarterback and be a, and could be a good resource for Lamar but Bobby now we're up to seven reported candidates in just a few days and there will be many many more I mean for example I'd like to see Eagles quarterbacks coach Brian Johnson on this list and not to mention 49ers passing game coordinator Bobby Slowick so for me, more than anything, what I've learned by hearing all these reports over the weekend is that John Harbaugh is making good on his word that he's going to cast a wide net before settling on the one man for this job. This is going to be a highly sought after job. This is one of the top football coaching jobs in the world. Everybody's going to want this job. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting started and we're going to have, it won't just be me, you know, it'll be other coaches and and scouts involved in it, and we're going to cast a wide net, and we're going to look far and wide and close, you know, and and uh, we'll get the best fit for what we're trying to accomplish, and it's going to be a highly qualified candidate. And still to come here on the vault, why Ed Reed's tenure as head coach of Bethune-Cookman came to an abrupt halt.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Bobby, take us through what led to Ed Reed's kind of downfall in his less than one month stint as the head coach at Bethune-Cookman University. Yeah, so for those who aren't familiar, Sarah, Bethune-Cookman is, of course, a historically black college in Daytona Beach, Florida. And this hire, it marked Ed's first legitimate break in the coaching business at the college level after spending his last three years at his alma mater of Miami in which he served various off-field roles. Now, this was part of Ed's statement released through his foundation, which came in direct response to the school's decision to not ratify his contract. I'll read it. Quote, Bethune-Cookman University has been working with my legal team to craft contract terms with the language and resources we knew were needed to build a successful football program. It's my desire to not only coach football, but to be an agent of change that most people just talk about being. However, after weeks of negotiations, I've been informed that the university won't be ratifying my contract and won't make good on the agreement that we had in principle, which had provisions and resources best needed to support the student-athletes. I was committed to coaching and cultivating a relationship with the university, players, community, and the fans. It's extremely disappointing this won't be happening, close quote. All right, Bobby, so prior to this statement, why don't you walk us through, how did the university reach its breaking point with Ed? How did it get to this point? Yeah, well, first and foremost, it was very hard to ignore his Instagram live rant in which he, quite frankly, went scorched earth on the program and it went viral almost instantly online. Listen to this. Ben Mutton is showing shit. I chose not to. But now I'm out here walking with the football team, picking up trash. But I'm mutting us. Man, get out of here, man. I should leave. I'm not even under contract doing this. I'm mutting us. Man, get out of here, man. They mutt me. These ain't even clean my goddamn office when I got here. I'm mutting y'all. Get your man. Come on, man. Come on, man. All this here was trash in front of me. Who you think got this cleared out? 
That building right there got trash in it. It's trash. What are you talking about? I need no goddamn donors to come out and help out because people just want money. That's why I don't have, that's why I don't with social network. out of here, man. So, Sarah, what we just listened to was a clip of Ed airing his obvious frustrations with the school's conditions while riding around on campus via golf cart. Now, his written apology did come not long after that, but clearly the relationship was irreparable, and I can honestly understand why. Okay, and then what about the clip of Ed addressing his team? Now, I did see that. Did this all go down in real time? So I was able to get confirmed that he had 26 recruits and their families on campus for visits when all of this shook out. So, I mean, you talk about brutal timing, but... Here is that clip that you referenced. It's uh, part of Ed's speech to the program after learning of his news. Yeah, I curse. And y'all done heard curse words before. And they got parents in here. And no, I don't want to leave. And like I told you, I want all these recruits. But they got some corrupt people in this world, some evil people that don't care about kids like I do. So I want y'all to hear the truth from me. I ain't withdrawing my name. I got the receipts. They got all kind of stuff going on around here. Hoarding these buildings with nothing but trash in them. You understand me? And Dion was right. And I know I'm right. And they got some people in here who be snitching to their ass. And I work amongst Judas as Jesus walked with him. And I ain't have a problem with it. Because even Jesus prevailed. Sir. And what God got for you, no man can take you. Well, one thing's for sure, one can never question Ed's passion and commitment to giving back. But Bobby, what's your reaction to the ways in which he's handled himself in recent weeks? Yeah, Sarah, I mean, look, I'm of the belief that you, meaning me, can respect Ed's all-time greatness while also holding him accountable for some of his actions that, in part, led to a broken marriage with the university. I would never, and I mean ever, Never, ever question his love and commitment to the young men in that program, right? I would never question his philanthropic efforts, both in Baltimore and now, of course, giving back to the youth of football and HBCU program. And I obviously certainly wouldn't ever even think about questioning his football acumen and ability to teach the game to others. But with all that said, the CEO of a football program just can't be conducting himself in that manner and doing so publicly with his Instagram platform of 400,000 plus followers. It just paints a brutal picture of the university and at the time, his employer. So while I'm sure Ed's anger was and is justified, and I'm sure that there is and was and can, will continue to be corruption that he's dealing with. It doesn't make his outburst right. I'll leave you with this, though, from Dr. Jason Johnson, who's a professor at Morgan State University. I thought this was very compelling and kind of put it all together and summed it up well. You feed into the overall negative zeitgeist about HBCUs, when in fact the story of HBCUs has been improving. Since the Obama administration, it's not necessarily crediting Obama, but since the Obama administration, the last 10 or 15 years, you've had more HBCUs move into the black, move into solvency, increase HBCU numbers across the country. And I'm not just talking our Ivies. I'm not just talking Howard and Spelman and Hanley. 
Hampton. I'm talking about Johnson C. Smith. I'm talking about Central. I'm talking about Morgan had one of the largest incoming classes the last couple of years. More and more African-American students and athletes are recognizing, especially with the NIL, that there are opportunities to be had here. So when you have these prominent athletes who are given a lot of attention, who have millions of social media followers, downing these institutions, claiming that these institutions are institutional failures without having much mm. institutional knowledge, it hurts, it, hurts, it hurts fundraising, it hurts recruiting, and it damages the reputation of the school that many other students are leaving and trying to sell when they go to jobs in the real world. So the Ravens are embarking upon another offseason partner. Here we go. Buckle up. We know free agency is still almost two months away, but that is not stopping cornerback Marlon Humphrey from already putting on his recruiting hat. Yeah, Bobby, I believe you may be referring to Marlon's tweet about a rumor that the L.A. Rams are considering moving on from cornerback Jalen Ramsey, just one of the best out there at his position. So Marlon quoted that rumor and then added, quote, are y'all thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> Close quote. Now, Bobby, I am here for a Marlon-Jalen marriage. I can't imagine many teams being successful against that duo when also considering the stacked safety position in Baltimore. That said, I think we both know Marlon doesn't have the greatest record when it comes to recruiting other players to Baltimore. Yeah, Sarah, I think he may need to adjust his approach this offseason based on that sketchy track record. Like, come on, how about a little incentive here? Just no tampering, though. We can't have any of that. And hey, the good thing is Marlon recognizes that this is all fun games. He, quote, tweeted a fan who replied to him and said, quote, confirmed, Jalen Ramsey will not be a Raven. Source? Marlon Humphrey, world's worst recruiter, close quote. So I love that Marlon can be playful because he certainly is no Ray Lewis when it comes to bringing guys to Baltimore. And on a serious note, we still don't know what's going to shake out with Marcus Peters, who's scheduled to become a free agent in March. Now, we know he didn't play as well as we've grown accustomed to seeing coming off that torn ACL, but I'd expect him to build back that strength and endurance after another offseason of training. He is 30 now, which doesn't make him a young buck anymore in this league, but he still has several years in the tank, you would think, and he could come at a bargain if he's willing to stick around Baltimore. Now, he counted $15.5 million against the cap last season, and the Ravens should be able to cut that down considerably depending on the market. So to me, Sarah, this is really going to come down to what do you want, Marcus? Is this more yeah. about monetary value at this point in your career? Or are you trying to win? And I mean, obviously, Marcus is on record of how much he loves Baltimore and does want to end his career here. But, you know, that could all change come March. We'll see what happens. But if EDC, by the way, were to trade and sign Jalen, that would mark the second time that he'd replace Peters on a roster. Because if you remember, that's what happened in LA, too. But here's the thing, Bobby the Ravens don't have many draft trade assets left they're down to already five selections in this coming draft in april plus if they end up franchise tagging lamar jackson and i uh very strongly suspect they might they won't be able to accommodate Jalen's 17 million dollar base salary in 2023 the ravens have already put a ton of resources into that defense we won't review it all 
Uh, and some of those resources of the cap is going to shift to the offense with Lamar and perhaps and hopefully with the wide receiver rebuild that they promised last week. So I think trying to get Peters on a cheaper deal without giving up draft assets would be a smart route. And Eric DaCosta already indicated that he'll be speaking soon with Peter's representation about striking a new deal. And before we fly, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with this from Divisional Round Weekend in the NFL. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are AFC Championship bound after taking care of the Buffalo Bills in snowy, and I mean snowy western new york 27 to 10 was the final there they are now set to square off with patrick mahomes and the kansas city chiefs who beat the jacksonville jaguars on saturday 27 to 20. meanwhile the philadelphia eagles are nfc championship bound after thumping the new york giants 38 to 7 and sarah having been in the stadium for this one a little day trip up to philly it may have been one of the least entertaining games of football I've ever attended, and I want you to trust me on that. That is not hyperbole. They are now set to match up with the San Francisco 49ers, who held on to outlast the Dallas Cowboys 19-12. And in other news, longtime Ravens assistant Jerry Rosberg, who served as the Broncos' interim head coach after Nathaniel Hackett's dismissal this season, he is reportedly a candidate for Denver's head coaching vacancy. So we will see. It's, he's considered a long shot at this point, but we know how respected he is in NFL circles. And it's just something to watch out there in Mile High. Thank you for listening to The Morning Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you've been enjoying our content, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. You can also catch us on YouTube by searching The Vault. And we'd love to hear from you with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. That is all the time we've got today, but be sure to check out our instant reaction episode, the John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta's end-of-season press conference, if you haven't already done so. Mm-hmm.